0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. Five one double five one is our text number on Friday. As you might have heard, I guess sent our best wishes to the wonderful Frank Toomey, a comedian, actor, Funny Friday performer for many, many years. Because he, as I said on Friday, he was having his health having his health challenges. Unfortunately, uh, Frank Toomey passed away at four o'clock uh, this morning, and we want to extend our deepest sympathy to Frank's uh, extended family, to his brother, sister, and Breed, who were all with him when he passed, and also from the colleagues here on Liveline who worked with him for many, many years. But the person who worked with him, I think the longest, was his dear, dear friend. And in fact, he was in, when I spoke to Packy uh, last night, he was uh, after uh, seeing Frank and um, we were talking talking about the legend that he is. And now we're talking about the legend that he was. Packy O'Callaghan, Packy, good afternoon. How yeah. are you? Condolence, thanks, condolences to you, uh, yeah, Packy. Thanks, thanks very much, Joe. Yeah. How, how will you remember Frank Toomey? Well, Joe, there are, you know, so many aspects to him, you know. Um, first of all, he was a great friend and, and colleague, you know, and um, Frank was, apart from his acting side, he was such a just compassionate and generous guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he, I, I never left him, you know, after meeting Frank without having a bounce in my step. He, he had that enormous, like, ability to, you know, light up any room or, you know, just lift any occasion. Uh, in fact, I often thought he was funnier off stage than he was on, you know. Okay. And um, yeah. on, on stage, he, he was such a generous actor too. Uh, he, yeah. He'd never ever seek the limelight or seek the hog situations, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I really I miss him so much, Joe. You know, as uh, both just uh, as a collaborator and but especially as a friend, you know. And when did you first meet Frank? Because did you know when he was in his Bosco television show, the, his incarnation there? There was four hundred episodes of that TV, that children's really? TV show. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Was that was it after he became famous? As the fella said, <laughs> I, I I knew him when he expressed reservations about his involvement with Bosco. <laughs> it was post Bosco because Joe, you know. Every yeah. audition he went into, he, he was immediately, you know, revealed as, as Bosco. And even in the hospital in the last few days, some, a few people said to me, I'm sure your man is Bosco. <laughs> image of him, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, that's 40 years after he, he first yeah. he played Bosco, you know. But um, it, 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 it was um, something that he lived with um, happily, I suppose, uh, for a lot of the time. But to a certain extent, I suppose, it dogged him to, you know, his career. Like, yeah. Because he's a, he's because in Frank a, was a, yeah. Mm. In every photograph of Bosco the Pope, there is Frank talking to him. Frank was his, <laughs> his, uh, his amanuensis, his, his, in, his interlocutor. Um, sure. Yeah, 400 episodes. That's what people forget. Like and then it was repeated. Yeah, Bosco's episodes. Yeah. Bosco the puppet yeah. talking to Frank or indeed uh, Marion Richardson, the great Marion sure. Richardson of this parish. Um, indeed. But indeed. Bosco yeah. talking to Frank was then repeated yeah. for years on Dempsey's Den. Yeah. So it had an incredible, <laughs> an incredible uh, long yeah. life. But you're right. He, he was uh, at times fed up when people, because he, he did, uh, yeah. he did straight acting. He did, sure. And it was a very fine straight actor. Um and, you know, he was in film and uh, he was in film, radio, TV. And obviously on stage, he had 
very, very um, extensive career on stage. Um, and nobody I ever met played a woman as well as Frank. You know? okay. I, okay. I mean, you, you'd know this, that when, he's, when he was doing, um, you know, a woman on, um, on, on Funny Friday on radio, he, he put on makeup. I know that, I know he, that. Frank took his craft so seriously. Yeah. I, I can remember actually uh, a time when, when we were filming Bull Island, Frank you, you would always be inside the counter of the doll bar. That's right, as, and, um, as, as Mary O'Rourke, as a great Mary as O'Rourke. As Mary O'Rourke, absolutely indeed, as Mary O'Rourke. And he'd always insist every uh, shooting day in getting a new pair of tights. <laughs> and Frank Devereaux, the, the wardrobe guy at the time, was saying, the name of Jay is another pair of tights. You're inside the bleeding counter. No one can see your tights, you know. I um, can see them, Frank. The <laughs> RT's budget currently wouldn't wouldn't uh, stretch to giving um, a new tights every day. But at that time, they were a bit more flush, you know. But, but, Patty, but yeah, no, he, he was a tremendous character. And remember, he did marry a rope for years on, on Bull yeah. Island mm-hmm. and subsequently on Live 9. Sure. And when we were in yeah. Athlone, well, this is the character and the personality of Mary. Mary O'Rourke anyway, she came along to the show yeah. to see yeah, yeah. to see Frank I, I remember impersonated that yeah, yeah. and they got on like Can a look in the mirror yeah, <laughs> they got on like a house on fire and our kind regards to Mary uh, O'Rourke as yeah. well at, at this time but um, sure. she she took it in great uh, fettle and they had a great laugh. I think she actually came up out of the audience and the two of them started talking at the same time and it was hard on the program to work out who was who. He he, he was so good. Stay stay there with us, Packy. We're talking about the untimely passing of, um, passing of Frank Toomey, uh, proud yeah. Corkman, great actor, great comedian, but Paula Lambert mm-hmm. of Lambert Puppet fame. When did you meet Frank, Paula? Oh, uh, Bosco, I was at um, Frank's audition for Bosco. We go back a long time. Wow. And I remember when he got the job um, and he was so funny at that. And I absolutely agree 100% what Packy was saying there. He was actually funnier off off the screen than he was on the screen. He was just one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And Always a well, great laugh. Explain the phenomenon of Bosco for our younger well, Frank listeners. Was, uh, he was, well, Bosco is a, a little puppet, puppet that lives yeah. in the box. Yeah. And he had all this world and then he had two friends that would be there every day. And in Frank's case, Frank was always with Gronia, Gronia okay. Nibwachu. And they would be um, Bosco's friend for the day and they'd go through the magic door. I'm sure everybody remembers the rhyme to go through the magic door. And then they'd read <laughs> a story and there'd yeah. be a puzzle and a tongue twister and a song. And the presenters would be all a part of that with Bosco. And I think so it we, was quite magical. I think we have a clip of um, Frank talking about Bosco, how he first got involved uh, with Bosco. This is Frank Toomey talking about how he first got involved with Bosco. I was out of work and uh, I was very friendly with Mark Agney who was working in RT at the time and he told me that there were auditions. I saw Bosco listed in the papers every day but I actually believed that it was Bosco Hogan, the actor. <laughs> I had no idea it was a puppet or anything like that. And I, Anyway, off I went full of the joys out to the, the Scouts Hall in Donnybrook Paul Lambert came out and introduced herself. And I don't know what it was, but just Paul and myself hit it off immediately. And uh, she told me what was going to be happening, took Bosco out of her bag, like introduced me to it. And I, I kind of thought, oh God, 
like oh, this was a mistake coming along here. Anyway, look, in we went. We we did the rehearsal, and because I was so laid back, in as much as I thought I'm not going to get this in a month or so days, <laughs> and and I so I was I was laid back to a fault, as they say this. And next is, and I got the job, and that was in eighty three, nineteen eighty three. That's a. Uh, a long time ago now, but, but as 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 we know, yeah. Packy from going around the country with Funny Friday with him, mm. people still say, "That's that's yeah. your man." That was with Bosco and Packy. Yeah, uh, I got a penny yeah. for every joke. I, I know, I know, I know. You, be, said, you, you, you be, reared me, young fella. You yeah. reared me, young. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a penny for every time someone said that to you, Packy, you could buy a new pair of tights. Now, Packy, <laughs> Packy, with yeah. the, your collaboration then with. Frank, mm. what was the, this Santa as the two women, Carmel and Nori? And and Nori, yeah. Two, sorry, two Carmel Cork Nori, women. Yeah. Sorry, two Cork two women. Two Cork women, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did that begin? Yeah. Well, uh, that began as um, a series of radio sketches on a local uh, 96FM channel here in Cork. Okay. I think we did, they asked us to do 24 episodes and they ran them three minutes over, over the month. For, for a month. And like, I, I, my, I was kind of work horse here, you know, I, 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 I used to kind of do the storyline and try and get the scripts kind of into some kind of shape. But Frank would just, you know, like elevate it just to such an extraordinary degree by just, like Frank wasn't the most um, diligent, but once you got him (laughs) on the seat, he would come up with the most extraordinary gags. And they were, they flowed out of him with such ease. I could be two days trying to think of a gag for a particular situation and Frank would just drop in and say, look, put the kettle on it and by the way, here's the gag for that, you know. Great. He had a, this amazing ability to, um, to so with, with such consummate ease to, you know, bring a script from the mundane to this magical, you know. And which is... Which is what, I'm sure Paula would echo this too. Like he, nobody that I knew had a rapport with kids um, in, the, in the same way as Frank had, you know. He, he was extraordinary yeah. with, with kids. And he did, kid, laterally, he did children's parties. Laterally, Absolutely. he was heavily yeah. involved in organising the Fota Christmas experience and Fota right. Island and, and Resort, mm-hmm. which apparently, I was only talking to someone the other day who was at it, said it's absolutely brilliant. As And Frank yeah. was there at the beginning. He worked on it for a number of years. Well, Frank and conceived uh, uh, you yeah. know, the, the whole thing and, and also, of course, played Santa Claus and anybody that, that I met who brought their kids to it was just saying that like, you know, they'd never come across anything, uh, you know, uh, anybody who was able to do that with such you know, skill, you know. Yeah. I mean, it is a skill to, to do this like for, you know, like to, you know, and in each given, each child, a new situation, but he'd always have a quip or a yeah. gag or, you know, it was just amazing really. And here he is. He had many iterations on Liveline with yourself and without you as well, which probably the mm-hmm. best, probably the best one. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Mary Rourke, as I said, and then he would yeah. he would uh, do yourself, Jackie Healy and Danny Healy Ray. That's what you were doing, mm. which always went down a bomb, always went down a bomb. The place was in stitches. And then mm. he had it. He used to every now and again tell stories as Mossy. The man Mossy, from Cork. Yeah. And here he is telling <laughs> the story about the talking dog. This is Frank telling the story about the talking dog. There was a fellow in a pub this time and he was here. He put the dog out the back on a lead and he put a sign up that said, Unusual, very unusual dog for sale. 20 euros. Unbelievable dog. So the fellow came in and he said, hey, What about the dog? <clears throat> he said, Go on out and have a chat with him. 
He said, I chat with him. So the fellow went out and he says, Where's the dog? So the dog says, In here. <laughs> oh, whoa, in here. He said, he said, What's so unusual about you? Says he to the dog. So the dog said, I never to return after a fierce life. He said, I was in all, all the um, security operations all around the world. No, I was with the CIA and the FBI and the Russian crowd. <laughs> He said I was there. I was there for 9-11. I was there for the, the Madrid bombing. He said I'm, I'm the best dog you'll ever find. So the fellow went back to the, to the fellow with the sign. He says, come here. That's an unbelievable dog, he said. But why are you only getting 20 pounds for him? He said, don't believe a word out of his mouth. He wouldn't be to see a year on. <laughs> Brilliant, 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 brilliant. And then he used to tell, he used to tell a great one about the pigeons on Fitzgerald Park. Do you remember that one, Packy? Yeah, I and, do. And, and anyway, the, the tagline was at the end, and uh, your man had his pigeons, Mossy had his pigeons trained. Yeah. So some fellow was spoofing Mossy about pigeons, and he said, where did he end up? And he said, they end up around uh, half nine. I get them to land. I have them trained to land in Fitzgerald Park. And Mossy yeah. says, "Will you go away out? Everyone knows Fitzgerald Park doesn't open until 10. <laughs> here's, a, here's another one. Here's another one as Mossy uh, telling, talking to his son, Maria. All oh, my children smoke. All of them. <laughs> oh, my eldest fellow smoking just since the day of his confirmation. I said, I said well, what are you doing smoking? He said, I'm uptight. I came down the stairs of the flats last Friday night and there he was, Joe. My young fellow, no, he's only 14, and he's smoking hash. Oh. I, I said, there's an awful smell off them fags. He said, he said, Dad, I'm smoking a bit of hash just to chill out. I said, where in the name of Jesus did you get the hash? He said, off Tanji, the hash dealer. I said, give me two. I know I'm out politically incorrect, but I gave him a kick up in the hole. <laughs> I said, give me that hash and you stay away from Tanji the hashman. And you hear me? I said, if you're buying any hash, you'll buy it off me the same as the rest of the children in the block. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. The late, the late Frank Toomey. And Packy, you, you travelled with Santa Ponza you, oh, yeah. yourself yeah. and I Frank. Mean, we were, yeah, my wife used to say that um, the, the venues we travelled to had one thing in common. She never heard of any of them. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we we got about eight years out of Santa Panza. And wow. we, we did um uh, uh, we did an appearance on the Dragon's Den and um following that we just got, you know, a request to go to all over the country. We were in every county in Ireland except uh, Leitrim. Yeah, What's wrong with Leitrim? You and and kind regards to everyone in Leitrim Village after that Absolutely. shock it after after obviously um place I, I know and love well. Um but but Packy, you did Santa Panza for eight years with Frank. And yeah, but did, yeah. he did pantomime as well, didn't he, at Christmas? He did pantomime as well. Like he was a brilliant dame, Joe as well, you know. Ah, of course. And yeah. um yeah, like I, I remember in Santa Panza I used to play one of the two women, Frank played the other one, and I was the kind of um the, the mope, and he was the the you know the um, more dominant uh, uh, member of the duo. And uh-huh. sometimes I would genuinely be scared, like you know, he, Frank was such a convincing performer as a woman, especially as a woman. I don't know, I keep harping on that, but um, like that he would literally. I asked him to dial it down a few times because I was kind of um, my heart was pounding when I went onto the wings, you know. I so um, 
yeah. He was just, he was just uh, you know, very, very underrated performer as well. Yeah. Because as you said earlier, he, he, he did, um, he did uh, a lot of straight acting. And I think probably his, his outstanding aspect of his performance was his physical acting, you know. Yeah, and he was also yeah. blessed with a really good comic face. You he know? sure was. And, and comic, yeah. ti- comic timing. And then uh, sure. younger listeners again might remember him he was in the Christmas edition of Young Offenders a couple of years right. ago which should probably be rebroadcast yeah. in the festive season uh, this yeah. this year um, uh, is Bosco still going strong Paula? Well um, we're taking an easy time at the moment okay. because we've moved out of Dublin down to the country so oh, have you? we're okay. um, taking, taking, taking it a bit easy and is Bosco, I, is Bosco I, I, enjoying the country life yeah? Bosco's really enjoying the country right. house, yeah. It's a completely okay, different well, pace, I have to say. Well, but, my, um, my, but my, yeah, I, I, I just want to say that I, I truly loved Frank. He was, yeah. was an amazing guy to work with. And I, I remember one time I got a phone call from him and he was doing a gig in drag in Jury's hotel. Okay. And he arrived in Jury's. He got his taxi in his drag and he, on the way in, the taxi man <laughs> said to him, I Say again, Paula. You're, 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 say that again, Paula. Oh, I'm breaking up. Yeah, what did the taxi man... The taxi man said to him when he was in his full drag, are you Frank out of Bosco? So kind of blew his cover. <laughs> <laughs> I had so to go did. on and do the show then. Yeah, well, brilliant, brilliant. Well, God, God then, rest him. He was a very talented, gentle, kind, generous, gracious soul, full of mm. full of life, full of conversation, full of very, very yeah. interested in politics and history. And and he loved animals, sure. didn't he, Packy? His dog, his he dog. Loved, uh, his dog was his was became his yeah. life. You could say yeah. towards 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 the end, you know. And uh, yeah. God love him, Joe. He you know he had a tough enough ending, but yeah. he bore it as he you know as he, you know yeah. in all his life he was a bachelor. You know he was a, he was a fighter. Because you know, probably people might know was Frank worked as a technician with. Uh, the forerunner to um, telecom uh, with the Post okay. and Telegraphs, and uh, like he had a you know very good prospects, and you know he he did a very courageous thing by casting himself into the precarious world of acting, oh, and yeah. um, precarious. for the most part, like he proved that you know it was it was a good decision, and he leaves a great legacy, and um, yeah. I, I just miss him so much for in so many ways, you know. Okay, it was okay. a great, and great there's, a, there's something great that I, I like to say is like sort of somebody like sort of like like Frank that has worked is a jobbing actor and worked yeah. from mm-hmm. job to job. It's really tough. Really, and there's tough. loads mm. of times where you're not mm. earning yeah. and you're you know waiting on your next gig. And he was wonderful at reinventing himself all yeah. the time. Yeah. Absolutely, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure Packy will agree with me. It's it's a very tough Absolutely. life. Oh, absolutely, no question about it. And you know, he he developed this little side business as a you know doing children's parties, and he was in massive demand. You know, yeah. um, you know, people were ringing him literally, you know, from way up the country. You know, with the, of their friends having seen him, etc. You know, because he was like, you know, without doubt for me. I, I think I'm repeating myself now, but he was just an extraordinary. With I have a daughter here, Joe, and. Um, like she, we, uh, I went up with her last night because she just wanted to say goodbye to him, you know. Yeah. And um, he just, he, he, she just idolised him because, uh, you know, whenever there was a kid in the in the company, that kid's Frank's total focus was on, on that kid, you know. Yeah. And you know, you, just to see that interaction, I used to often find it so so magical, you know. So God, God rest him, I, I, I miss him so so much, you know. 
Okay, well said. And he was like that with Bosco. He treated Bosco like sure. he was a little special child. And he had okay. that absolutely yeah. wonderful relationship mm. with that puppet. Wow. He really sure, did. Sure. And if yeah, people say that, was put wooden hearts don't break, wooden yeah. broken today. Yeah. 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 He, he was professional to his, to his, to his fingertips, really. Still, yeah. still an awful tragedy. Such a, such mm. a young man. Uh, mm-hmm. Condolences to his family and to everyone who cared mm-hmm. for him in University College mm-hmm. Hospital uh, in Cork, and indeed his fellow patients who uh, and visitors who went into him when yeah. they were, when they were allowed mainly to talk about Bosco. Apparently, <laughs> had to slag him off of Bosco. <laughs> but God, God, God rest Frank Toomey. Good Amila Mahgad, Paki, and uh, Paul Lambert. Yesterday, good ever, Anam Dealish. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie, lots of uh, offers at the minute for people uh, to uh, get um, EV chargers installed in the house. I presume there's going to be a surge, pardon the pun, in the 1st of January in new uh, electric cars uh, being purchased. Um, and you get a grant if you uh, put in uh, an EV, if you have a driveway. If you don't have a driveway, you can't put in an EV charger, obviously, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Terry, what happened? Who who did you pay for your EV charger that never arrived? Uh, good afternoon, Joe. I, I paid SmartZone on okay. the 29th of August okay. uh, this year. Um, I paid them in full. It was 1299 and unfortunately, we haven't received the charter. 1,300 euro? Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, and, and why, did you, why the, did you go with SmartZone? Well, I went with SmartZone because they were Electric Ireland's, um, I suppose, promoted installer. And indeed, okay. in co- correspondence from SmartZone, they said thank, they thanked me very much for talking to them about Electric Ireland's EV promotion in partnership with SmartZone. So it felt 100% safe. Um, Electric Ireland were behind it and uh, promoting it. And I thought, sure, it's only a few weeks away. I'll I'll pay the full amount in in one go. And when did you hear that they had gone? Well, what happened then, Joe, was that we, when we paid on 29th of August, we had a first scheduled install for the 25th of September and mm-hmm. then a second one on the 11th of October. Uh, and then on the 9th of October, I received an email um, from SmartZone saying, as you are aware, we have been experiencing some stock delays. So mm-hmm. it meant that they'd taken the money, but they had no stock. And then the third scheduled install was the 31st of October. And then naturally, I, I was getting anxious at this stage. So I phoned on the 20th to check that everything was still okay on the 31st of October. And it was then that I was told that SmartZone had gone into receivership on the 17th. And gone means gone. Uh, it does the, indeed. The uh, DV installing I, part of it anyway is gone. Well, I went, I went and contacted KPMG then, who were the receivers. Yeah. And their reply was basically that uh, the company couldn't pay its bills and I would rank as an unsecured creditor. And Gee. as such, I, I would not get a refund. And what exactly was the promotion that Electric Island were giving to SmartZone or, where, or SmartZone were giving to Electric Island? What, uh, Electric Island, what did you understand by their connection? 
Well, if, if you like, if you went on to Electric Ireland's website at the time, now obviously mm. it's since changed, Electric Ireland uh, referred everybody to SmartZone as their preferred installer. Okay. So there's a very close connection and had been for, oh, since October of last year. Okay. And we, so, have, we have a yeah. statement from Electric Ireland. Okay. They say it's in receivership. We all know that. Once the receivership process concludes, Electric Ireland will engage with SmartZone and the appointed receiver to understand how impacted customers will be accommodated. Now, as you say, you've been told already you're an unsecured creditor. Revenue gets paid first. Now, they also say, this is, this is not to do with you, Terry, but just want to have it here. Separately, also in October, joint liquidators were appointed to Climote, C-L-I-M-O-T-E Limited, a firm which installs and maintains home heating controllers in tens of thousands of homes across Ireland. One of the company's main products was a remote con- remote heating controller that allowed its customers via an app on the phone to control their home heating system, reduce their energy bills. The appointment of joint liquid- liquidators to Climote will ensure that its maintenance service will continue to be provided until the firm's assets have been sold and Climote is continuing to say to trade as normal. Um, so I just wonder how, what, what, if they say ten, tens of thousands of people are affected by Climote. If you are a customer of Climote, would you let us know how you are uh, affected? Did you, did you, what about the uh, energy regulator, Terry? Yeah, I contacted the Commission for Energy Regulation and unfortunately, they said it was nothing really to do with them because the service that, mm-hmm. if you like, Electric Ireland and SmartZone were providing was not the supply of power or electricity. So they, they, that was the end of the trail with them. They, they, they said nothing. The installation of EV chargers, electricity chargers, has nothing to do with the energy regulator. Correct, yeah, that's, that's what they said. Um, what do you think your chances are of getting your thirty and hundred back? Well, at the moment, it's it's not looking good. I've emailed Electric Ireland um, on at least seven occasions. Mm. The strange, the strange email that I got back was um, on the twenty fifth of October. I received an email from them to say that and this is from Electric Ireland, that they will still be fulfilling their agreement to install your EV charger. Okay. I have mentioned your query to upper management. So there was some consolation with that. But after that, I, I mean, I sent the, the letter from the receiver to Electric Ireland and it was then they, you know, didn't, didn't really respond at all adequately. Um, so I've emailed them at this stage Again, uh, okay. at least at least seven times. Okay, our email is joe at rt.ie uh, 51551 text. Paul Kenny, what's your experience? Hi, Joe. Um, yeah. I didn't, unfortunately, I, I, I had the radio switched off. I didn't get a chance to hear okay. most of what's just been discussed. Well, Terry, there, so. Terry has lost 1,300 quid. He paid 1,300 Oh, hello. And yeah. it's Smart Zone again. Yeah, Smart Zone again. Um, um, why did you go with uh, them? I went there for them for, I'd say, the main reason. Everybody went with them, and that was the recommendation from Electric Ireland. Um, I understood, you know, I understood that would be the route. Well, obviously, because it's an electrical appliance, the wisest thing would be, well, ring up your electricity supplier, in this case, Electric Ireland, rang them up. I did Mm -hmm. actually quiz them and said, is there any other supplier 
of uh, AV chargers? Is yeah. this the only company you're collaborating with? And the answer was, yeah, this is the only company we're, we are collaborating with. It's not a series of, um, which is some, of, of which, other companies. Which is so imprimatur, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah, you would imagine that would be a kind of a, a very weighted recommendation, you know, saying, well, these are the guys to go with. We stand over them, blah, 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 you know, even though they didn't use those words. Um, but you would, you, would, you would read into that, that they were standing over them. Okay, but, so, so, uh, so when you gave, when you paid over the 1300 what happened? Surely they came and did a recce on the driveway or where the, the oh, plug was, was going to go. Sh- Shambolic, actually, from the start. I, I initially handed over three hundred euro. At the, I think it was early, early, early. Um, I'm going to look up my bank statement because it's on my bank statements. Um, I handed it over in early April, and then in late April would have been the remaining thousand. You know, um, you would have had to send away. Uh, you had to take a lot of photographs of your earthing. Um, mm-hmm. and to make sure that, you know, everything was all up to speed. Now, my earthing was not up to scratch, that needed upgrading, but I sent all those pictures away to them in the on, in the, in the online survey. Um, they, at that point, should have known that I needed upgrading. A technician arrived out, now this was after three reschedulings, by the way. Okay. They eventually arrived out in the middle of May, I think it was, and the guy wasn't prepared to do the job. I said, well, what do you mean? Um, um, he wouldn't do the he wouldn't do it because he said, "Oh, that needs upgrading." Well, well, do the upgrading. Oh, I'm only contracted to put in the charger. I said, "Well, why didn't you tell me this when I was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sent you on all this stuff. Pre, the, I, you knew prerequisite work needed to be done prior to the charger going in. So Obviously, why yeah. can't you do it? Refused to do it. He headed away. I then engaged the next couple. I spent the next month or so trying to engage a, a, an electrician to do this prerequisite work. No electrician was interested. And I eventually just said, look, I'm going to have to give up here. I contacted SmartZone. Can I have my money back, please? You guys can't do the work I need to put in the charger. So I'm going to have to go somewhere else. So that's when my problems began. And I got the usual run around. Anybody else is probably familiar with the phone calls. Really lovely girls. Mostly mm-hmm. the girls were actually at the other end. I feel so sorry for them. One particular girl I got to know now quite well. Okay. <laughs> she was a lovely girl. And I, I, I conversed with her several times. She was very sympathetic. And I feel so sorry that they had to deal with all this. I even said it to her on the third or fourth time I spoke to her. I said, my hour is not with you. It's with yeah, your CEO. Yeah, yeah, it's with yeah. the PNO. Because she was, you know, God loves them, you know. And have, you heard, those people, have you heard, okay, first of all, were you eligible for a grant, Paul? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, and who gets yeah, that grant? Yeah. Who gets that money? The, the 600 euro I should have got back. Now, the company that I did deal with, um, a terrific company based in Glenagiri, um can I mention the name? Yeah, Is it course. okay? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's positive now. They're called carchargers.ie. Okay, and there's loads of them, in the, loads of them online. There's a lot of them yeah. out there. There's some really good companies out there at this tournament. These guys yeah. did a lovely job. And they, they put in my charger, and I live in Leakslip, so they come all the way up from Glenagiri, which was nice. Came up. There was none of this online survey stuff. They basically they did it, okay. okay. Your man did have, you had any, have you had any communication from SmartZone saying we're no, sorry? only... Oh, oh, nothing. Only if I contacted them. Now, I did contact them, and then eventually, after after a while, the phone would ring out. And this was obviously around the time that they had gone into receivership. Okay. And then, of course, when you did ring up, you eventually would get a, a, the answer, and would be the, you'd be answered by a guy from a guy or a girl from KPMG. 
Ah, and okay. it was KPMG based down the, in um, in Cork. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, so they would be chatting to them. So I was basically told it was only senior creditors were going to be bailed out here. It was junior creditors, smaller ones like me, weren't going to get their money back. They basically told me a nice way I wasn't going to get money back. And even though I mentioned to them, I said that the wider company, AccuFlow, which is a wider company, are still continuing to trade with they other branches of our company. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Security yeah. systems and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Now, I think it's a bit dodgy, but um, no, see me, that's the way the no, law no, works. No, it's not. So don't, don't use that word. Um, but, no, no, you're right. No, but, you're right, but, but, but you're right. right. The, the, the problem now for you, smart zone are gone. Other elements are fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're legitimately trading. But um, we'd love to hear from smart zone. We'd love to hear from them. Oh yeah, maybe there's yeah. genuine. Maybe well, the whole COVID thing. Maybe the supply chain. Maybe maybe the isn't the trouble now with the Panama Canal running dry with Suez well, since October seventh, and the yeah. Yemen and the Yemen, of course, on the edge of the Suez. So there's trouble there as well. In terms, like, the, there's the no harm in, in telling someone from Smartphone telling us what happened. Exactly. I, I I would be. I would love if they could do that. KPMG basically kind of. I think I'd kind of do them that for them, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's their job, and they'd be, they'd be paid that's for it, job. yeah. But um, it, it would have been nice if they'd come forward, because the, the wider company is still continuing to trade, and although they're, they have the law behind them, they certainly don't have the moral. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mor- morally, they're not right. Well, let and Electric Ireland, I think, are, have been a disgrace on this. I, I've contacted Electric Ireland about this as well, too. I've even put remarks on their Facebook page. Okay. And I don't get any replies back. I haven't used any bad language. I haven't. I haven't used any aggressive language. I've. I've been. I've been but very. But a lot of people assertive. are down thirteen hundred quid. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, and they don't want to. I, I know they're not going to give us any money and any money back. Electric Ireland won't. But I, it would be nice if they at least said we are very, very sorry. Something to the effect mm-hmm. of we're very, very sorry to our existing customers for having um, led you guys up the garden path. Because whatever. it is unusual. Because I've never heard. I've never seen in when you go into a, an electrical shop or whatever yeah I've never seen as recommended by a, a, a air fryer or a TV or a washing machine or a tumble dryer I've never seen as recommended by Electric Ireland mm, mm. oh yeah never yeah okay well, okay funny you should say that Joe just before I let you go mm. if you actually go onto their Facebook page um, okay. that's where the ads would have been and then since then since Smart Zone have gone um they are now currently advertising uh, for solar panels. Now, I, I questioned them at, on, online and I said, um, what's the name of the company you're recommending? Uh, I'd be well, very, very... are recommending, okay, yeah. And I made a personal point and I said, I'd be very, very careful to actually... Okay, I uh, just wonder, you're right, you're class. You guys recommend. What, that, that maybe that's a more uh, pointed question to ask them. Uh, we're asking mm. Electric Ireland, why did you recommend Smart Zone? What convinced you? Yes. What convinced yeah, you? Who yeah. did you meet? Please, like, what, what was what was their unique selling point that the Electric yeah. Ireland, which is a state body as such, yeah. recommended them? And you don't, well, you're telling me now they recommend solar panel installers. Um, yeah. But they don't, they don't normally recommend installers or indeed products. Okay, uh, Paul, I'm sorry for your trouble. 1,300 quid is two and a half grand before tax, so it's a... Uh, Tough on people. I suppose it could be worse. Terry, yeah, could be worse. Terry. Okay, and we're Terry. all alive anyway. Yeah, as well, yeah, we're all yeah, well, thank yeah, God. You know. Yeah, okay. Listen, you have a lovely Christmas. Joe. Yeah, you too. Many more than please. See you go. Christmas Eve. Oh, Mind oh yeah, Grafton Street, ten and nine, nine to eleven on Christmas Eve morning. Then. Yeah, I look forward to that. Outside, see you, uh, like, uh, see you then, uh, Paul. Outside, um, outside the Bailey. 
and we'll have some great fun. It's a Sunday this year because Christmas Eve is on December 24th this year. Terry, uh, again, I'm sorry for your trouble, but we keep you keep us informed and we'll keep you informed. And thanks for raising it about Smart Zone. Uh, Terry and Paul Kenny. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. And 51551 is our text number. And um, joe at rt.ie, the simplest email in the whole wide earthly world. Uh, Donald McKenna. Donald, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Joe. How are you doing? Good. What happened? Okay. Um, so... Um, I keep a couple of horses just as a hobby, uh, you okay. know. And uh, one of one of my horses, uh, my, my my own old lad, died a, a week ago today. Okay. Um, and when you have a fallen animal like that, you you would phone uh, your, your local animal removal okay. uh, people. I I have had unfortunately I've I've used them before, so they they uh, can't come and pick them up because of something that's going on further on up the line, okay? So I'm in a situation here now where I have a dead horse in my field for a week. Okay. Um, and I can't get him removed. So I, don't, I, I actually don't know what to do. And who was the row, um, who was the row between? I, I don't know. It's it's further on up. You see, if if you were to follow if you were to follow kind of the removal of of, of an animal, the, you know, the, the, obviously these animals won't go into the food chain and all that. So 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 they go to mm. they go for rendering. They go for rendering. Yeah, of course, That's yeah. what it's called. Okay, so so uh, it's, uh, and the animal will be broken down and and, and reused uh, in in fertilizer and things like that. People mm. people would be aware of blood, bone, fertiliser and things like that. Anyway, so the, the dispute seems to be further on up. I don't know where it is. So when you rang, they're called knackeries, aren't they? When you, when you rang yeah, the knackery, yeah. well, what did they I, say? They say that they're, they're not in a position, uh, I have rang them three times. But don't you, do you um, but yeah. sorry, do you not pay yeah. them to take your dead I horse paid, away? I do, I pay them, but they're not in a position because they can't move the animal on. So oh, okay. they can't stockpile them, if you know, to, to, to use that word. Yeah. They, 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 they've nowhere to move them on. So they can't come and collect animals from the likes of me. Um, and I can only imagine that this is going on all over the country. Um, and to be honest with you, it's, it's starting to become, I think, a public health issue. Because he's out in the field for a week. Mm. We've, have he- we've had he- heavy rain. He's starting to seep into the ground. A lot of I, 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 I'm on mains water, but a lot of my neighbours are on wells. So it, it's become a serious public health issue, and nothing has happened. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And you can, but th- this is the thing, isn't it, Don? You cannot do anything except tell the state that the horse, because you can't, because of worries about disease, uh, the water table, etc., etc., yeah, predators, yeah. you can't go out with a GC, JCB and bury the horse. No, that's no, not allowed. no. That, it, that's it, illegal. No, it's, it's illegal. It's, it's completely illegal. No, no, no. Uh, you know, so it, it's not, uh, and, and like that, you know, you, 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 can't, you can't do it. You know, your water table, uh, you know, people on a well, mm-hmm. you, you don't know where it's going. It's going into a river. Um, you know, so it's it, and then just goes downstream, and you know, there's a, there is a little river runs by me. 
I don't know if if the, if the seepage is going in there, and you know, I, I I don't know what to do. So that's why I I, I, I rang your people this morning to see if I could get any answers. So um, I'm I'm just hoping somebody would be able to phone in and tell me what to do. You know, even from uh, he, even he, from he, one he, of the renderers or the collectors, because they say yeah. the the annual state subvention to collectors is four million euro. Well, so somebody somewhere, yeah. Somebody somewhere is making a few bob out of it and I have a dead animal for a week. So you can imagine how unpleasant that is. You, uh, you know, I also have I also have a couple of other horses that I haven't, uh, they haven't been out for a week because mm. I can't let them out into a field with a, okay, with a dead yeah, horse yeah, there, yeah, yeah. you know. So, 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 so th- th- there's all of that, you know. This but, is the Department uh, of Agriculture, breaking news, Donald, from the Department okay. of Agriculture. The farmer, i.e. you, but you're a horse breed. The farmer should contact their local fallen animal collector who should be in a position to arrange collection of the carcass. You have done that, haven't you? Three times. Last Monday when he died, last Wednesday for an update, and last Friday for another update. And they said? And, and, and they're saying that they're not in a position to, to, to uh, p- pick up any fallen animals because of because of something that's going on there's, there, there's something going on further on up the line and they can't move the animals on but so I, uh, do, I'm, do, left, do, I'm left with a dead animal Do the Department of Agriculture not know there's a dispute on because they said this is in the last I've been handed it now the farmer should contact the local fallen animal collector who should be in a position to arrange collection of the carcass you're saying there's a dispute going on that the Department of Agriculture the, don't seem to know anything about the state the this, sub, is, exactly. this is what they add the state provides financial supports to subsidise the cost to the farmers of disposal of animals that die on the farm, this support is channeled through the animal collectors to subsidise the cost to them of rendering. And then they add, the farmer, this is you, Donald, may contact yep. their local regional veterinary office for further information if required. The further information is the horses now, the, the, what the horse just, old horses just lie down and die, <laughs> do they? Exactly, but okay. in this case, in this case with this lad, he I I went out and fed them on Monday morning. He was there. He got fed. I I went out again at lunchtime to throw out another bit of hay to them, and he was dead. And it's it's old age. It's old age. He was, he you know he's he's as old as myself. And how so, long, um, long did you have Bart? I ha- I had him for eight years. Ah. Okay. I had him for eight years, you know, and again, kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my animal, you know. Okay, you can imagine anybody with a pet dog looking at their dead dog in their garden. I'm looking at my at, at an animal that was my pet, you know. I know he was a horse and all and all that sort of thing, and you wouldn't class a horse as a pet, but he was, he no, was my horse. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. and and I'm looking at his, I'm looking at his carcass out there now. And can for you a week. Co- can you cover him with anything? I I eventually got I eventually got uh, uh got, got him got, got him covered. Um, yeah, so, so there is a sheet over him. But even you know, in, even I, in those winds in the last few days, and then the other it, thing, it is going to attract predators. You can't sit there. It all is going day to attract exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, you know, and, well, and, it and is it, it is the dispute that the Department of Agriculture don't know about. Well, somewhere along the way, <laughs> somebody, somebody, Joe, somebody knows something about it. I I don't know I don't know what's going on and you know and and the man that that I spoke to in the knackery he he he's he's not in a position to come and and pick up and he said I'm first on the list. Basically, I'm not uh, I'm not being funny now because animals are so important yeah. to people. But like the Department uh-huh. of Agriculture is saying, 
you're making you're flogging a dead horse basically they're saying everything is yeah. is fine just contact your local animal collector yeah. and they will collect but they won't yeah it's not fine it's not okay. fine okay you know it, it's 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 not fine at all you know okay. so um and uh, and as i said i have had a fallen animal before uh, so and and those lads they, they know it's important to get out and, and get it removed they will do it within 24 hours um, but no, not not, okay. not not now. Don't know. Okay. Don't, don't Th- know what's happening. Thanks for bringing that to our attention, and indeed to the oh. Department of Agriculture's attention, because as I say, they don't seem to know about it. Good to meet a man, good Donald. Thank you, indeed. Joe at RT.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Doctor Arlotto Daly contacted us about. Uh, an issue of an electric uh, bike. It's one of beautiful cargo bikes, six six thousand outside uh, Temple Street. But she happened to mention, even though her child, thankfully, thankfully, is at home, but they had the RSV virus, which is in all the newspapers. Arla, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good. Do you mind if I start with the RSV virus, given your experience and expertise? Yeah, sure, no problem. And what were the symptoms your daughter first, your baby boy, Kiwi, uh, Kiwi, yeah. Yeah, so she came well over a couple of days, just a bit of cough and a runny nose, blocked nose, and then that got worse over a few days where he started kind of vomiting his feet. Okay. And uh, because he's so small, under three months, it can affect them quite significantly where, like that, they might need oxygen support for to help with uh, the breathlessness and uh, then they might need feeding support because of the virus itself. They can't tolerate their feeds or take them in. And so that's what happened with him where he started vomiting his feed. So we brought him into Temple Street and he needed to be admitted for a little bit of oxygen support, but mainly to help with his feeding. So he had a tube inserted into his nose, down into his stomach. And that's how he was fed for the couple of days. Um, until he kind of got over the worst of the symptoms okay. and then we were thankfully able to be discharged then. But it must have been, well, I, I, I'm thinking of poor Kevini just with a cough, but it must have been distressing for yourself and your, your partner to listen to it. Yeah, no, definitely it was. Um, I suppose as he got worse over the few days, we kind of recognised that and kind of brought him in then um, early enough that we were lucky because I suppose we were in a ward where there was four. There was four of us in total, and two of the babies. They were all under twelve weeks. Wow. Two of the babies had been in ICU and had been intubated for, I think, five and seven days each. So mm-hmm. he got a relatively easier run of it compared to some small babies okay. who can get it. And how is is that Kevin? I hear now in the background. It is, yeah. So he still has a bit of a residual yeah. cough there, but he's 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 flying. He's doing much better, right, great, and he's right. feeding away and gaining weight. So. Yeah, so we're lucky he's doing really well. But um, it was a tough couple of days for him because like that, he was really kind of choked yeah. up with it and couldn't couldn't see properly at all. There's nothing more distressing to hear in a child, a cough that they... Yeah, and they're so them. tiny yeah. at yeah. that stage, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, no, we got a, we got great care in Temple Street. Yeah, Everyone was brilliant. really, really nice and really supportive. So he was in the right place. Okay, okay. Now, you said Kevini's flying, which he is, thank God. Um, but you're not flying because what was stolen outside Temple Street Hospital while you were there? Yeah, so we have a, a cargo bike. It's an electric bike and our yeah. three-year-old 
goes to crash every day and if my husband uses it to bring her to crash and then to go to work and, and just just like ex- we would use give, it give us a picture in her head of a cargo bike yeah so it's like a, a regular bicycle with a big kind of um crate as such uh, yeah. it's a bit nicer looking than a crate but at the front of it and that's okay. where um Leiden sits in to go to crash um every day so um and we literally it- use the bike Seven days a week. Like, yeah, of course. Is like it our, a, is, our car? Yeah, is it? Um, except for more environmentally friendly. But but is it? Um, is it a three wheeler or two wheeler? No, it's it's two wheels, but it's an electric. Uh, it ah, has okay. an electric pack with it, so you can ah. turn on the electric, which kind of gives you a boost when, let's say, you're going up a hill or you're oh, starting off at it. light because yeah, it's kind of it's heavy enough, you know. And then put a child in it as well. So where was um, where was it when it was when it disappeared? So it was literally right outside the front door of Temple Street Hospital and that's a uh, key in part this, I suppose, like kind of just in front of the front door, underneath a light, to the side of the ambulance bay. He took the power pack out of it as well and he has a, he had a really good lock for it, a really good um, okay. yeah, lock on it. But that was actually like sawed right through it, it was with an electric wow. saw. Wow. So like an angle grinder or something, we think. And all that was left, he left... Um, I went home for a few hours on Wednesday to sleep and get changed and stuff and went back in and he was leaving at about half nine and then he rang me when he was outside to say the bike was gone. And, but was there any CCTV, any idea how, it's a big bike to go, to leave the... the... Yeah, I suppose we, he went into the security and they couldn't release it to him unless the guards um, asked them for it. So he's reported it uh, to Mountjoy and... I suppose we're kind of still waiting to hear a bit about that, um, but we haven't gotten any of the CCTV. I suppose it's just really to know whether, like, was it put into a van and it could be a million miles away, or is it mm. more maybe kind of that is a more of a, a, a younger people or local event that it might be around? And I suppose the purpose of us getting in touch with yourself was to maybe just highlight the bike to people mm. if they saw it kind of dumped anywhere, because I know. Councillor Donna Crosby, hers was stolen and it was just dumped in Phoenix Park, so she actually got it back. Okay. Um, and just that if it went for a resale online on any of the sites, that people just might be aware of it and mm-hmm. twig that it's kind of the resale of a stolen bike rather than just a, a legitimate sale. And um, all it, any, any, re- any distinctive colourings or markings or. Well, that it's called, um, it's, it's a dark green frame. And then it has uh, it's Larry versus Harry brand is the is the name of it. Okay, Larry so versus Harry. The, okay, that's on the cover of the um, that goes over the the cargo part of the bike. So and then I doubt that they'll still be there, but there's lots of children stickers all over ah, the kind okay. of uh, carrier part where she would be. They might be removed, and a few kind of uh, colourful little stars on the wheels as well from from our toddler. But I'd say that they. They may have been removed at, at this point, you know. Um, and how, how long? So, yeah, how long really did you, that. this bike is worth six thousand euro? Yeah, it is. Like it was our. It's our car. Like we have yeah, one yeah. car between us, and then we invested in this as I suppose our second car, yeah, rather than brilliant. getting another car, okay, you know. Yeah. And, um, and we were able to use the bike to work to kind of uh, to finance that as well. So yeah, that was great. 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 That's what it's um, about. But it's still, I suppose, a, a significant 
in loss as such. Um, yeah. But it's it's more, I suppose, a lot of it is a huge inconvenience because yeah, yeah. we and literally long, use it every long, single day. So how long have you had the bike? We ha- we've had it almost two years. Yeah, so it's fairly new. Yeah. Fairly new. Yeah, oh no, and it's okay, in stay, great stay, condition. Stay, and stay there, stay there, Orly. But good. it's so distinctive. If, anyway, let's hope someone comes across. Louise Hassan, uh, you, were, you were in uh, Dublin Dublin City Centre this morning. What happened? Hi, Joe. Happy Christmas. You too, many more than please God. Uh, okay, so I was walking back from uh, the Dublin Christmas Market mm-hmm. and I thought I was, park, I was parked the other side of town. So I thought I'll walk down through Temple Bar okay. and go over the Haypenny Bridge. So I was literally at the temple bar. Um, I was in the temple bar and I was walking down and there was a guy to my right and he was looking at all the bikes, like sort of like putting his hand on them and sort of, I just thought there was something dodgy about him. So mm. all of a sudden he started yanking one of the bikes, um, like just trying to pull it away from yeah. it. It was yeah. locked to a, a bike frame. So he was just yanking it, like trying to steal it. It was obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I just, it was it was in Temple Bar. There was lots of people around sitting at cafes. I I sort of thought, oh, someone's going to do something, and nobody did anything. So I just thought, I can't like I can't do nothing. So I said to him, mate, I said, don't be stealing someone's bike. Okay. Um, so <laughs> he said he, he basically he basically told me to do one. And so, so. I just said, no, I said, no, like I said, you know, I said, yeah. don't be stealing someone's bike. It's not your bike. Like it's, it's out of order. So anyway, he kept on trying to steal. I said, I'm going to call the guards. Yeah. So he, anyway, so he just, he, you know, he just sort of stood around and I went to sort of walk off. I thought, oh, look, it's me against him. No one else is intervening. And I thought, I can't leave it. Like someone, it's Christmas. Mm. Someone's going to come back and see their bike has been stolen. And that's, that's awful. Like, that's not on. Yeah, so yeah. I called here, the guards. Yeah. I called the guards, and while I was on the phone to the guards, he started coming towards me. Like, I, took a pic- I said, I'm going to take a picture of him so you'll know who it is. And yeah. he started coming towards me, and suddenly he had a friend with him. And I was like, oh, like, I'm in trouble now. You yeah. know, so he started shouting at me, uh, don't be calling the, you know, n- not as polite as that, but yeah, don't be calling not, the yeah. guards, like, you know. So I was telling the guards, I was giving the guards a description of him and like saying he's trying to steal bikes. And the guard said to me, he could hear him shouting at me. And he said, look, you, you need to move yourself away from him. And um, mm-hmm. he said, if you can find the guards, like go up to them, grab them and tell no, them obviously, what yeah, happened. Obviously, sure yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I walked from Temple Bar. I, well, I walked back up. I tried to get onto Main Street just in case he was mm. following me or anything. Walked up Dame Street towards Trinity, walked down O'Connell Bridge, walked in. I didn't see a guard. I don't, not, no, none. Okay. And then I walked onto O'Connell Street because I thought they were supposed to have that public order um, guard sort of stationed there at the spire yeah. all the yeah, time. So did I, yeah. No, yeah. no, that wasn't there. And then I walked down Henry Street and I didn't see a guard at all, anywhere, like at all. But the point of it was, I just sort of thought, look, this person whose bicycle it is must have parked it in the middle of Temple Bar because they thought it would be safe and maybe they're at work. And I thought, it's Christmas and they're going to come back and some, the someone's stolen their yeah, bike. Yeah, and yeah. that's not, you know, like that could be like their only yeah. method to get to work or like they could have saved up for months to buy it. And how wrong is that? But nobody else intervened. It was just me. <laughs> so I just wanted to do the right thing. I just thought this is, I can't just stand in 
and not have you ever have you ever done have you ever done it before, Louise? No, yeah. uh, usually it's me again. You know, I'm not I'm not like young. I'm not like fit. So I just sort of thought this guy is much younger than me, much bigger than me. But it, the the ethical or the moral. And when you say much young, what age wrong. was he? What age was he? Do you think? I'd say he was twenty in his mid twenties. Like, and then his friends came along. So then there was two of them, mm. and it was just me. But I just thought, look, I've saved whoever and the that guards, was. Just to, and the guard advice always is, they said, you don't go near him, back away. So, yeah, well, they could hear him shouting yeah. at me. So they were saying, back back off. What did he and say? I, we have I, a, we have a, there's a mobile unit or a bike or... No, or, they just said, they said, like, if you see a guard, and I thought the city was going to be flooded with guards and that there was the mobile mm. unit in, but I didn't. Look, there could have been a million guards, but I didn't see any in all the way that I went back. But look, whoever's bike it is, I hope that it's still there when they get back and I hope that mm-hmm. they have a good Christmas <laughs> and that I saved their bike. Like, and you, but, were, you, that, but you did save the bike? Oh, yeah, he went off. He left it, yeah. So I, well it, the bike is well the bike is skewed. Whoever goes back okay. in Silver and their bike is like not parked how they left it. It's sort of pulled to the side. Okay. Well, hopefully the... it's still there. I've got a picture of it anyway. So okay. like, well, hopefully it's, good, it's still there. Good karma to you, Louise. Um, Thanks very well much. Done. Well done. Yeah. Well done. And a happy yeah. Christmas to you again. Happy did you Christmas did you go to the much. Christmas market in Dublin Castle? I did. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah it was nice. Great, just great, to, yeah, it was great. a lovely day. It was a beautiful day. I just thought, this is fabulous. And then I just sort of thought, look, you know, if I had a bike and someone had tried to steal it and no one had done anything, that would be sad. Yeah. So, you know, like, you know, sort of, if I did one good thing over Christmas, it was bad. Okay. So. Well done. Well done. Right. Well done. That's Thank Louise you. Hassan. Uh, Arlet, we'd keep. What, what do the guardies say, Arlet, about your six thousand euro bike that's missing? Wow, stolen. Um, I like that. I suppose we're still waiting to kind of hear back about CCTV and to see if there's mm-hmm. any information on that. Um, and and that's kind of kind of it. We've got our kind of pulse number because we can claim okay, a certain yeah. amount. Um through house insurance but not the entirety of the bike the house insurance but wouldn't cover the cost of the entirety of the bike when we were trying to take out a policy Um, so a certain amount of of it will be covered so we just needed to get that as well to process all of that but um, we haven't heard anything since um, about kind of I suppose the status of the investigation let's say Okay, it's a big, big investment, and as you say, apart from the money, there's also the massive inconvenience. But above all, hopefully, someone will spot it. It's fairly noticeable. You can't hide it yeah, under there, a bush. I doubt there. I don't think there's there's not too many of them around. Yeah. So it would be like that. I suppose it was, as I say, to kind of highlight if anyone happened to see it kind of dumped anywhere, or that mm-hmm. if they noticed it for resale on kind of any of the sites like that. It's it's dark green frame with a a big cargo kind of portion at the front and it's a, a Larry versus Harry tag on it is the, the brand as such. Okay. Um, so that's that was our hope just maybe that okay. it might be spotted, it might be returned like uh, the councillor's one was um, but sure we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, Arlet O'Daly good and good and kind regards to you and your family Joe at RT.ie 51551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815 
Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Okay, dead animals, large animals lying uh, in fields around the country and there's a dispute on um, and it's it's causing problems. Sean O'Connell is in Limerick. Sean, what's your situation? Hi, uh, Joe. Uh, just about uh, follow on from your previous caller. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in a similar position, except in my case, it's a, a, a bullock uh, that died on me. And okay. uh, one, uh, just nine days now, I, I rang the local knackery uh, to be told that, yes, there was a dispute on. And that most likely by the end of the week, this would be resolved. I said, OK, that's fair enough. I left it alone. Okay. I rang back again on Friday. Uh, no resolve. No idea as to when any resolve might be. And uh, I rang the department, the local DVO office, to be told that basically that um, to cover the animal uh, with, with plastic uh, was the recommendation to prevent any predators from mm-hmm. having at the animal. So I've done that, and uh, I just feel, I suppose, look, uh, it's 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 a it's a health hazard. Like it's an obvious health hazard. You know, uh, this is a dispute like all the disputes, but in most of the disputes. You know, there's always a, an emergency plan or something in place, like where health and safety issues, uh, you know, want to rise. You know, uh, in this case, my animal is, is is in the farmyard. I've covered it with the plastic, like I said, but I'm just not happy with the idea of that animal there being for being there for as many days as as, as it is, and, and there doesn't what, seem to be any. Pardon my pardon my ignorance, Sean, but what? How long does it take a bullock to decompose? Yeah, well, that's just it. I, 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 yeah, uh, that's a good question. I don't think it. I, I, I'm no expert in that in the yeah, least, Joe. Yeah. To be honest with you, but I, I, I know that there are challenging issues uh, uh, in excess of a week. In any case, that would challenge the health and safety mm-hmm. uh, uh, business in any enterprise. You know. Um, so, but, so um, it appears like that. It doesn't appear that the, that this 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 dispute is going to be resolved today or tomorrow. And uh, I was a little taken aback that the department wouldn't mm-hmm. uh, agriculture wouldn't put some alternative uh, expression in place with uh, to avoid the, the health and safety issues uh, that arise. You know. But at least, but at least the um, the Department of Agriculture in your case knew about the dispute. Well, yeah, well, as, as far as I'm aware, uh, um, I, I yes, oh, they definitely mm. knew about it. Uh, uh, as I, I spoke directly to uh, a DVO representative last Friday, and yes, they, they were well aware of it. And uh, because in the um, statement they gave to us, which I'll read out to you as well, Sean, given that you are a farmer, the farmer should contact their local fallen animal collector, who should be in a position to arrange collection of the carcass, but he or she isn't because of. An ongoing dispute. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, when I did speak to the uh, the local knackery, uh, what they said to me was that they have no issue with collecting the animals, but they have nowhere to take the animals. Uh, they told me that they had 170 uh, uh, dead animals for collection, uh, and they had four trucks uh, ready to move to collect those those dead animals as of last last week. And uh, um, so, but they they could do nothing about it. Okay. So I wonder, is that, a, is that an average week? 170 large animals, obviously. Cows, cattle, horses, whatever, to be collected. So that's... The dispute apparently is going on since December 1. We're now into the third week of December. So that's close to 550, 505... Between five and 600 dead large animals lying in fields around the country. 
Yeah, so it, so so it would appear absolutely. Um, I, I I I feel as though myself that the 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 department is somewhat lax in their response and in their dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they would take too kindly if I had a, a if I was responsible for leaving a dead animal in my farmyard uh, without reporting it somewhere. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't think they would take kindly at all uh, to mm-hmm. that happening. But when 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 it's Outside of my control, uh, I'm sure they, 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 they could make some alternative arrangements to have the dead animals removed to a safe location yeah. uh, until such time as it's resolved. I mean, we're heading in close and, to Christmas. But uh, previously, Sean, what, how long would it have taken for a dead, large dead animal on your farm to be collected? Oh, well, in fairness, uh, uh, this has never happened before. Uh, you report that the, uh, the, the, the following day at the very latest. Okay, uh, that's what I mean, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, yeah, so, what, yeah. so it always was regarded as pretty urgent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I would think yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, that's why the current situation's a bit baffling, to say the least. Um, as, as, but anyway, they say cover the animal in plastic that, until yes. the dispute is sorted. Well, that's that, that, that's my advice over the phone anyway from the DVO, yeah. But predators? Well, who's, I suppose, who's, you know... Who's going to start? Well, you have... You, you, you have... Foxes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure there's, there's probably more besides, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Sean, good to meet you, Good That's Sean O'Connell in Limerick. Uh, back to Smart Zone. Um, this is a, this is a good news. Quick, Aiden, come in quickly, Aiden O'Connor and Mallow. Because you, man- how are we doing? Are you, are you telling me you managed to get your money back off Smartstone? What Smartstone? Yeah, so, um, when yeah, when, I, when did this happen? So they came out to our place on the, around the twenty fourth of August to install the EV charger, but they okay. said they couldn't do it. Now they said my uh, fuse box is in the wrong place. So I said that's fine. Look, I'll just get my refund. Uh, but prior to that, I suggest I pay a deposit rather than the full amount. So I paid the full thirteen hundred euro. Okay. Um, I still I got a letter for the grant, which was fine. So everything looked above board. And then I was, I mean, I was kind of waiting around. I, was, I wasn't getting any refund, so I I, was able, I contacted the number they had on their website. So I was getting no joy there. I sent them. I, I was able to track down an email of the CEO and um, okay, and accounts payable. So I started emailing that individual. Still no response. So then I, <laughs> I went on Google and I said, "How am I going to get the money back off these guys?" I just I said I'd check around and see if there are any issues with them. So check, you know, Trustpilot. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of same situation on Trustpilot. I found it three or four cases. So I emailed same to the individual. Mm-hmm. I can't mention his name, the CEO, yeah. and his daughter actually. I think she was involved. So they. And then I said, refund, I, I, there's an expression there, I hope I can read it right, Joe. Uh, refund is a form of fraud. Refund fraud, they call it. I googled that. And there is a kind of a... Yeah, but you, got, on. Yeah, but you did get your money back. Yeah, but I threatened them with that email. But I also emailed them. Um, no, they weren't giving it back. They weren't responding either. I was calling yeah, but them. You, and did, they said, you did get it back. Oh, I did definitely. Well, I got that, the whole well, lot. Well, then it's not fraud if you got it back. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But okay. I, I, I don't know how I got it back because I, I did contact. Oh, I uh, you were persistent anyway. The, yeah, they're electric. You know, the electric partners. I contacted them as well on the same day in the complaints. So I don't know what triggered the the refund. Yeah. And the part of the company is still trading, as you know, legitimately, uh, as well. Okay. Um, did have you got your EV charger installed since Aiden? 
No. <laughs> but you want to hurry up because I'm I'm seeing there this morning uh, sales of all of electric cars are up forty six percent already this year and last year. Yeah. Um, now, whether somebody said to me, is there any um, conditions in apartment blocks or whatever that there has to be so many electric chargers? I don't think there is. But uh, there's going to be a big demand for them. There's going to be a big, big demand for them, especially come January 1 when people get their lucky enough well, to be able to get going, a new yeah. car. Yeah. Okay, Aiden, well done, Aiden O'Connor's and Mallow. Alan O'Reilly has contacted us about the other company I mentioned in the statement, Climo. Tell me about them, Alan. Yeah, Joe, great Irish company for many years. I'm actually on my second Climo that I replaced it two years okay. ago because I had the other one a good few years. But... I'm just wondering, I saw in the news the liquidation and, yeah. and the court, but I'm due to renew mine now next week. You have to pay a yearly subscription service. Okay. Um, but there's nothing on the website, and I haven't seen any news reports or any updates from the liquidator or anything. So I'm just wondering if I pay the renewal, what's going to happen next year, I suppose. There's not no information for Climo customers since that news report. And what 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 do I buy off Climo? It's an app, is it? Well, it's a device, first of all, so it's your, your clock timer for your heating controls. It replaces that, and it has buttons, so if you're in the house, you can press that. But it, it has an app then that you can use to control the heating from anywhere. Okay. So when you're leaving work, you can turn on the heating before you leave. Or, and you, you, know. you, you said it worked for you. Oh, it's been brilliant. My parents have it. I've I recommended it to loads of people, actually, because okay. it was a lovely Irish company, and it was a really good, and really when, good... Well, the, 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 I read out the statement. I know it wasn't part of our original question, but just when I saw it there, I threw it in, that they were saying, we, there's another company we were dealing with that also went into liquidation, and that was Climate. But anyway... Okay, um, we, we'll try and find out more. That's Alan Riley. I recognise the voice. It's Alan Riley. Uh, wonderful Carlo weather. Uh, well done, Alan. Um, by the way, Little Live Line is one of our specials next week, Christmas week. We're looking for younger Live Line listeners to uh, tell us a story, sing a song, uh, review a book, review a television programme, tell us their favourite movie of the year, uh, tell us about their favourite teacher. Um, but it has to be entertaining, please. And uh, there's no one better than entertaining than uh, younger people. Uh, today's uh, sound was Harry Buckless. Demi Garrity is the BCO producer, Nat Egan. And Ray Darson is next. Ray Darcy. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie 